0: You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 88, Cubs 40-man roster decisions. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram. Of course, we're on Facebook. And email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crawley, happy Thursday.
1: Yep, uh, we're getting close to the weekend, and 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 it's just been a, an exciting offseason for the Cubs. You know, it's been a while since the Cubs have been like so mentioned so much in all the rumors. I love it.
0: Oh, my gosh. I mean, every second you have to be just glued to Twitter these days to make sure you don't miss anything.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? That's how it was for a while, remember? In 16, 17, 18, 15, all that. It was just a blast. You're like, okay, the Cubs weren't on everybody. And that's how it feels now. And so I'm feeling good. I love this.
0: Yeah, great time of year.
1: But, um, you know, last time we were on, we talked about how there's a lot of dates coming up on the calendar that that, that are going to be important for Cub fans to realize. And two of those uh, big events happened on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday was the deadline for players who received qualifying offers, and they had to reject them by 3 p.m. So seven players this season received the $20 million qualifying offer And all seven rejected it, of course. And now they are in the free agent pool. That was Cody Bellinger, the Cubs. You know Shohei Ohtani from the Angels. Josh Hader and Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell uh, from the Padres. Aaron Nola. Sonny Gray is an interesting name that's back up. And then Matt Chapman, third baseman, are all officially free agents. So the Cubs will receive a compensatory pick for Bellinger. But, you know, I think it was pretty much a a sure thing that none of those guys were going to accept.
0: No, no, no shot. (laughs) No shot. There's way too much money involved here, Crowley. There's no shot they were going to accept those kind of deals.
1: Yeah, and so that was the first deadline. The second one is is not going to get as much attention, but but it's important as well, and that's on uh, that on Tuesday, teams had to add eligible minor leaguers to their 40-man rosters or risk losing them in the Rule 5 draft. So on Tuesday at 5 p.m., all the teams had to say who they were going to protect on the 40-man rosters. So, Dustin, the way this works is that college players drafted no later than 2020 and high school players drafted no later than 2019 are Rule 5 draft eligible this year, uh, as well as players signed internationally no later than 2019. And so this is kind of the thing about having a deep farm system, is that the Rule 5 was put, draft was put in place so people just didn't keep stocking their system and these players never getting a chance. Do you get what I'm saying?
0: Right, right. They were getting blocked. They were sitting in the minors for too long. I get it.
1: Right. And so the Cubs... Added three prospects to the 40-man roster. That was number 12 prospect Michael Arias. And and that kid is throwing 99. I saw him throw 99. I saw him throw 100 miles per hour in Myrtle Beach. Um, th- this kid's a stud. I'm so excited to see what he's going to do. The Cubs also added number 26 prospect and friend of the, the podcast, Porter Hodge. He was on the podcast before. And lefty reliever Bailey Horn, who's not on the top 30 prospects. But, Dustin, as you know from last season, the Cubs are short on left-handed bullpen arms. They did not want to risk losing him. Yeah, that's a thing, yep. So as as we kind of look at this right here, Dustin, you know, it, it, there were some guys that were left off that were kind of a little bit of a surprise. Cole Franklin, who's like another friend of the pod who's been on before, he is not protected. Um, one that kind of surprised me a little bit is Pablo Aliendo. Um, he he is a catcher and pitchers love throwing to him. The bat is catching up. Uh, I saw him when he pitched when he caught in South Bend. They loved him. Uh, he was on the Smokies championship team. And, and so, you know, as far as the catchers are concerned, you know, that that again, the year that Jan Gomes had was absolutely phenomenal. But I just don't know if he can. Repeat. You're gonna have some right. hard, to do, hard to
0: do hard to duplicate. He's a year older, so regression is out there. But on the flip side, right, Amaya should be getting better. He's gotta learn he's gotta keep runners on base a little bit better, though, obviously.
1: Right. right. There's things he's gotta learn. So it's it, it's just that that triple A spot, there um the Cubs if you remember they re signed PJ Higgins to the organization. Uh I believe he just went to Cincinnati. So just that triple A depth would get you nervous if uh Pablo Aliendo did get Um, picked up by somebody. So just something to kind of keep in mind. And then finally, Dustin, we have one more important deadline and that's coming tomorrow, which is Friday, November 17th. This is the MLB non-tender deadline, 6 p.m. Central time. All teams must offer their pre-arbitration and arbitration eligible players a contract for 2023 by this date. Okay, so for any 40-man roster on a given MLB team, players who are not under contract and have less than six years of MLB experience must be offered a contract. Players who do not receive a contract are considered non-tendered and automatically become free agents. So if these guys don't get contracts tomorrow at 6 p.m., they're free agents and anywhere to go. And we call that the Schwarber, or maybe now we call it the Cody Bellinger because that's how the Cubs got <laughs> Cody Bellinger. And that's how Kyle Schwarber ended up going to Washington, is it was just a non-tender. They did not offer him a contract. And so every year that these players have less than six years, they're when they're when they're in arbitration, you know, they're gonna be every year that they go in, they're usually gonna be worth more money. And the question is, is do you want to pay them that money? And do you think they're gonna get that money elsewhere? I think with Kyle Schwarber, they, they, they figured it was like 7 or $8 million and they just didn't want to tender him, so they didn't. And then when they didn't, he was free to move on. Free to go, yeah. So, Dustin, the Cubs have the following players that are arbitration eligible this year. I want to kind of go through the list, and then we'll take a look and see what we think. But the reason this matters, Dustin, is that right now the Cubs' um, 40-man roster is filled all 40 spots. So if you are going, you know, if you are going to sign someone, trade someone, whatever you want to do, you have to make a a roster. You have to have roster spots available. And so this is where it's going to become tricky, right? Some of these I think are going to be no brainers. Um, Some of them are going to be question marks. I don't know. For every
0: guy, for every guy, you, for every guy, you tender tomorrow, they have to then go to the 40 man.
1: They will be on the 40 man. Correct. Now, that's not to say that, that you couldn't then turn around and trade them or something to that degree, but it may, get, it may not be as easy as you think. Okay. So the following Cubs are arbitration eligible this year. Uh, let's go number one. Cody Huer uh, came over with um, Nick Magical in the Craig Kimbrell deal, and he is set to make $785,000 this year. Um, he has not played at all, really, pretty much, I think, a couple games for the Cubs. Yeah,
0: we, you, we almost know nothing about him.
1: Right. Um, obviously, we know that when he's healthy, he's a pretty darn good picture, pitcher. Um, because he's gone through all the injury stuff, I think the last wasn't the last one like a fractured elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, at this point, you know, you can almost wonder if you're going to non tender them and say, and just hope that another team doesn't pick him up. Well, how does that person. work,
0: Crowley? So how does that work? So Cubs don't tender him. Nobody picks him up. He's then a free agent?
1: Yeah, he can sign with anybody.
0: Okay, but then if the Cubs sign him back, does he have to go right on the 40-man at that point or no?
1: Yeah, he'll be back on oh. the 40-man. Okay, all right. So the other one that you're going to have is Nick Magical. Now, Nick Magical, good year. I think he had a good year, Dustin. Yep. Um,
0: Better than I would have thought. I have to give him credit better than I thought. I did not think there was any way he could play the third base he played last year.
1: And the other thing is, is that when he came back from Iowa and this again, you know, I hate to keep saying his name, John Maley, John Maley, but when he came back from Iowa, he was a different hitter. Um, And, and, and as you said, his third base was very serviceable Uh, Guy. So then you have a guy there that can play second or third. He's going to be setting to make about $1.9 million. And so that is someone that, you know, it's not a ton of money. When seems like a bar, I mean
0: it is, seems like a bargain, right? I mean, utility guys, right? I mean, it, it seems like pretty manageable.
1: Right, you're trying to fill out your bench here and so, you know, for for, you know, 1.9 million, you get a second baseman and a shortstop and if you truly truly want to um you can end up trading him, right? So that it could still be a trade piece. That's not a problem there. Uh, Mike Talkman. We talked about how when he was clicking in July in the summer, that was really uh, something that helped the Cubs a lot. It because it, 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 you allowed uh, Cody Bellinger to play first. Talkman played center. He is set to make two million dollars this year. So if the Cubs want to tender him, that well, I contract, take I take him
0: for my fourth outfielder, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think the fact that he was the starting outfielder was the problem. Um, you know, after a certain amount of games, you know, he's going to struggle. He's not an everyday player, but as a fourth outfielder and give a guy a rest. Absolutely. I don't have a problem with that. The next guy on our list is Nick Birdie. Um, he's a, you know, he's not a kid anymore. He's 31, 32. Um, the walks have always kind of been an issue the appendix was an issue. And so, you know, he is set to make 800 K, which is not a lot. Um, he's a guy that can really throw it up there. Uh, You know, you're looking for guys that can miss bats and Nick birdie would be one of those guys. It's just a question of control with him. Julian Merriweather set to make $1.3 million. He is a guy that, you know, was put on waivers and, and the Cubs picked him up last year. Um, I think we both thought that he did pretty well.
0: Yeah. I, I like him a lot. I wonder what the pitching lab thinks of him. I wonder what, uh, Craig Council thinks of him.
1: Now, the next one is where we start getting real tricky, Dustin. I I think think, think these next four that we're going to have to kind of go down have different aspects to it that make it interesting. Patrick Wisdom, P-Wiz, again, about 31, 32 years old, set to make $2.6 million. If you remember in like April and early May, that guy was on fire. I think he ended up really close with uh, close to the lead in home runs. Yeah. He finished but,
0: probably, he finished probably within one or two. Yep.
1: Right. But, but it's, it's the strikeouts, which has always kind of been the bugaboo with him. He can, you know, he can crush the ball when he makes contact, but when he doesn't, it, it's just strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. It's just, there's no balance at all in that. And if you're going to do that, you have to be hitting like uh, Schwarber-type numbers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to strike out or hit 180, hit 200, and you're going to strike out 200 times, well, then you better be putting up 40, 45 home runs.
0: Yeah, I don't see them doing keeping him around at least tomorrow.
1: So you think they're going to non-tender him? I do. Okay. So that is definitely one that we want to kind of watch tomorrow. And, again, this this is all going down. You will we'll know by 6 p.m. Central, if not earlier. The next one, Adbert Alzolay. I I I think that this was a guy he is set to make 2.5. No, 5. brainer. No brainer you tender him. Yeah, he's going to get that he's going to get that contract and uh, you know, it's it's he was boy when he was healthy he was really something. It's just the question now with Adbert has always been health. And this was the first year that they really said, "Okay, you are a bullpen pitcher." And so that requires a different skill set than pitching every 5 days. You know what I mean? And 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 part of it is is being able to to be available out of the bullpen to be able to go three to four times a week if needed, and so I think they're definitely going to tender him. You know he he was a huge part of the Cubs' success this year, but um, you know would love to see him stay healthy. The next guy is Mark Leiter Jr. A very solid year for the Cubs. He is set to make one point six million dollars next year uh as far as arbitration is concerned and so he was a key piece of that bullpen uh, a guy though and it seemed like he was injured in September um they kept saying he was battling through things without being specific but um you know i was definitely concerned dustin when when he was losing the split finger and he wasn't throwing it very much in september and so i'm hoping that he is healthy um but you know, question. So he's large. one of
0: these swing guys, right? He's a guy that you could use out of the bullpen. He's a guy you could start. So, and he's a lefty. So, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of check marks for this guy. There's a lot of things on the pro side versus the negative side, and that price point seems very affordable.
1: Well, I th- with Lighter, he was, you know, they used him in two different roles last year. They used once he started, uh, you know, getting there, they he started either as a setup man for Alzolay. Or they used him for, um, as like a fireman to put out fires sometimes. He was okay, right. you know, good with guys on base and all that stuff. He is a righty though, so not a lefty. Cause remember, no. he, he okay, was the one man. that wasn't a lefty, my but man. had had the split my stats. Yep. So he's equal righty lefty. They each kind of hit similar off him. So there's no advantage one way to another. So still a good guy to have on the roster in that regard. The last one, Dustin, you're going to say no brainer, but there is a question about it. And that's Justin Steele, who's set to make $4.1 million. What's
0: what's the question?
1: Well, the question is, is do you want to sign him long-term? And so a lot of times, if you have somebody that you think you're going to build around, you make a contract offer now, multi-year contract, you buy out their arbitration years. And so that's the question with Justin Steele. There's no doubt, like he's not going anywhere. They're not going to non-tender him. But the question more with Steele is, is... do you believe in him as far as your future is concerned? Because, you know, every year these numbers are going to start jumping up more and more. And so you'll see that sometimes with players. I think they did it with uh, Nico Horner where the, his contract bought out, I think one year of arbitration. And so I'll just kind of a question of, you know, with, with Justin, do you want, do you think he's long-term and do you want to kind of uh, lock him up into a long-term contract? The longer you wait, Um, the more difficult it gets, the closer they get to free agency. If Justin Steele has another phenomenal year this year, okay, then that arbitration number is going to jump up high for next year, and then you're getting closer to free agency. And the closer a player gets to free agency, if they're doing very well, then they're going to want to test the free agent market. So you can buy out those arbitration-eligible years, and in the long run it could be cheaper than if you kind of wait until near the end or till he becomes a free agent.
0: Yeah, I I mean – is listen, as long as he sticks around, I don't care.
1: <laughs> right?
0: You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, I mean, it's not, there's no salary cap, so I don't care. Right? I mean, it doesn't matter. If, if the Cubs want to keep him, he wants to be here, then it's going to happen. That's all that matters.
1: Right. And so as, as we're kind of taking a look at the 40-man roster here, and, and again, like I said, sometimes it's just a smart business decision. You know, you make a guy happy. Um, those type of things, there are things that you can do, um, that it makes sense. But when we look at the 40 man roster right now, and let me see if I can pop that up right there. You got Edbert Alzali on there, who you assume is going to start the season on the, on the roster. Michael Arias will not start the season with the Cubs. Javier Assad, Ben Brown, still on the 40 man roster. You don't know if he's going to start in Iowa. Jose Quas, Kyle Hendricks, Cody Hewer, Porter Hodge, who they protected, Bailey Horn, who they protected, Brandon Hughes, Caleb Killian, Mark Leiter Jr., Luke Little, Julian Merriweather, Daniel Palencia, Ethan Roberts, Michael Rucker, Drew Smiley, Justin Steele, Jamison Tyone, Keegan Thompson, Hayden Wesniski, and Jordan Wicks. Those are the pitchers that we have right now. Two catchers, Miguel Amaya and Jan Gomes. For the infielders, you have Horner, Madrigal, Wani Mervis, Morel Swanson, Luis Vasquez. So he was put on the 40 man roster before they did all that protecting. And so he's a guy that can really play some solid, a phenomenal infielder can play multiple why is Miles
0: Masturbone, Why Why is his name still being kicked around?
1: Because he's a lefty would be probably the best answer I can give you. He had a pretty solid September. I think that they, there's something there that they like. Um, but, but there's no saying that again, you know, when you talk about magical master buani, Vasquez, you know, with Vasquez, you could start him again, you're just protecting him. So he probably is not going to be on the major league roster to start the season. Um, but uh, again, if you, I mean,
0: I guess the first here's the, to me, Crowley, and this gets really, we're getting really inside baseball here, in my opinion, I mean, we're taking a deep, deep dive, but let's just, let's keep it simple for the listeners. and, And I guess for me. Okay. So assuming that you don't sign Justin Steele to a long-term deal by six o'clock tomorrow night. Right. Okay. Well, let's just assume that who's coming off. You know I bet, what I mean? I'm saying? <laughs> that's and the then advert, advert I mean, but I'm saying those are the questions that matter to the fans, right? I don't care who's on the 40 man roster on day one. It's about, okay, you just told me that if you keep a guy, you got to lose a guy. So now that doesn't mean they're gone forever or anything like that, but I'm saying, so uh, there's two or three guys on that ARB list that are to me, no brainers, no brainers. Right. So if you took, who are the three, if, if we were to put it this way, who are the three guys on the current 40 man roster that you could live without?
1: I would say if, if the Cubs are thinking this through, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Cody Hewer, Nick Birdie and Patrick Wisdom would be the three guys that if their names were. uh,
0: No, 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 no. I'm talking about the guys from the list Crowley that are definitely going to the 40 man roster. And then the names that are coming off the 40 man roster. So I'm saying Al's go Al's lay, and Justin Steele. We'll just make it. Let's even take it down to two. Those two guys, those two guys are going to be protected. They're going to get something, whether it's long-term or short-term. Right. So who's coming off the forty man when
1: these two go on it tomorrow? Well, they're already on the forty man, so it doesn't matter. They're all, no. they're all, they're all on the forty man. Okay. But well, that's
0: though. That that's not how. That's not how it was. That, that's not how it was explained.
1: So, so what ends up happening here though is that let's say you signed um, Shohei Otani tomorrow. Someone. Yeah, that's to, that. That's different. But this has if all these guys, I guess Crowley. If all
0: these guys are on the, all these guys are on the forty man right now. Yes. Okay, I, I then I'm I, I don't know what the, okay, you know what so I mean. It, I, it's, it's, it's more of a you know
1: it, who who are they going to keep and who aren't they going to keep, right? right. I mean, so on that list tomorrow of one two three four five six seven eight nine players, I think potentially there's going to be three men that are, three players that are not going to get tendered a contract, and that will put the forty man roster at, at thirty seven. Okay, and then Crowley, are they then looking at
0: everybody else's trash? to potentially add to the 40
1: man. I do not think so. I think they're going to keep those spots open. You you can sign somebody all the, you know, all the way up in February, even March. Right. Okay. So you don't have to do anything. It's just a question of it, Once you get that contract, then it just becomes a little bit trickier. So you want to have those spots open. And, and do you think it's worth the money? Do you think someone else is going to try to take them? There's a couple of questions you got to ask. But I would say come tomorrow I would I would really be paying attention to Nick Birdie, Cody Hewer, and Patrick Wisdom to see if they're still on the yeah, team. I, I mean that' on that,
0: that makes all the sense in the world, all the sense in the world.